Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about ACO for uh, software as a service businesses, companies. It's popular today, and I'm excited to discuss this topic with Marcin. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, yeah, it's a big pleasure to learn something new, especially about SEO. And uh, the last time I can see that um, when SEO specialists uh, uh, pay attention to one direction, for example, health or finance or uh, software as a service, they can provide much better results. <laughs> okay, before we start, just tell about yourself, your background and why you decided to take this topic. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry. Um a quick uh quick intro about myself so i've been doing seo for like forever uh keep telling this to people but it's probably true it's like 15 or 16 years now i stopped counting and and then most of the time i actually spent in london uh so when i was um when i was in different roles you know for climbing the corporate ladders essentially my last sort of like seo gig was um was the head of SEO at EF Education First, so like large, large sort of corporate. Um, and then I, I quit, you know, I started my own freelancing, uh, quickly sort of grew into a mini agency. And now after like a few years, we kind of like a, a mini agency, you know, productize, productize, uh, productize SEO services um, for B2B SaaS. So essentially, my my passion for for SaaS started, you know, in my last in my last corporate where I was I was actually in B two C SaaS, um, and then uh, after after working with few SaaS clients, then essentially I got into the I got into the actual the what it takes and then how it's different to work with a SaaS client specifically uh, in terms of SEO. So essentially, I apply all everything that I've learned in SEO into SaaS, essentially. Mm-hmm. So now um, at Growthton, uh, essentially that's that's what we do. We help our clients um, with SEO, but then specifically in SaaS SEO, you know? So that's, yeah, that's us. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, 15 years, it's a lot. Uh, more than a decade. Okay. <laughs> true, you, true. <laughs> can you uh, share the main difference between common SEO and SEO for uh, SaaS? For example, uh, I can divide local SEO, generic SEO, blogging, but how we can divide uh, niches? Uh, especially, for example, yeah. when I check out iChref, SEMrush, I can see they use content marketing a lot, uh, blogging. Uh, Neil Patel uh, shares that tools provide great results and Uber suggests, uh, yeah, brings more traffic, uh, four times more traffic than uh, his blog. And mm-hmm. yeah, can you tell more about that? Why uh, <laughs> you need to pay attention with uh, SaaS SEO and the main difference? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, in principles, I mean, in, in like a basics, it's the same. You know, it's the well, same. It's still, it's, yeah. it's still a CR. It's still a CR. It's still a CR. I think the main sort of like the, the biggest difference is um, or, uh, the, the approach, you know, in in the way we, we, we take it. And also like um, it's much bigger focus on the intent 
since mm -hmm. a lot of the keywords, since a lot of the keywords are like lower volume uh, in, in B2C or e-commerce or all sorts of um, other sort of niches, you've got like large volume. Uh, but in, in B2B SaaS, the, the volume could be lower and lower and lower, especially that there's a lot of competition, like in each in each category, you could have like hundreds of hundreds of uh, SaaS, and then you need to differentiate. Um, it's sometimes at the feature level, and that's, that that particular feature might not have um, the volume yet. You know, so the the intent becomes much more important essentially. So um, the the volume itself takes a second sort of takes a second sort of like um, stage. Essentially, so that's kind of the main difference um, is the volume and then the intent. You know, the the other things could be like the specific uh, application of SaaS um, where we would be deploying different types of pages. Um, normally, uh, normally like e-commerce or local sites wouldn't be using that specific tactics. You know, I'm thinking about the use cases, the alternative pages all sorts of different pages that normally in SEO you wouldn't deploy. So these are more like uh, tactical differentiations. And then in terms of like the outreach, uh, the methods are different as well. So, so what works in local, it wouldn't necessarily work uh, in, in, it wouldn't necessarily work in SaaS. You know? So these are few subtle differences, but still makes a big difference. And of course, the different business model there is completely different business model. So uh, typically in SaaS, we do have a lot more uh, technology-based solution. And then the approach to SEO is much more like mm, technical. We can actually play with much more data, you know, that typically people don't necessarily have, you know, so available. So that's, an, that's another advantage in actually, or difference, difference actually really, uh, in, in that type of SEO. So, so that's kind of like the couple of differences uh, between the regular SEO and then SaaS SEO. And mm -hmm. the other thing that I've noticed is there, even in SaaS, if you actually look at it, there are, there are different types of maturity. So you could have like early stage SaaS where they have just built a tool. They have just, uh, you know, built a product. Uh, and then at this stage, they might not necessarily need SEO at all. So this could be like just very early site. And then you've got different levels of maturity progression mm -hmm. where they would need uh, different types of mm, different types of services, different types of uh, applications at, at a different stage. So growth stage is completely different to the early stage. And that's where... Um, that's where the SEO is different also at different stages of SaaS. Mm -hmm. So that's understanding is important to, to know how to do a SaaS for, you know, SEO for SaaS well. Mm -hmm. Got it. You mentioned about keywords. Uh, let's start from uh, the basic. Uh, for example, uh, I often see when people are looking on SEMrush, HRS, uh, MOS, any other tools uh, for keywords and uh, they usually uh, chase high volume. 
uh, you know, uh, when, when you type any keywords, uh, the first word yeah, you can yeah. see uh, volume of some keywords and you want to get this traffic. And but it's it's not always the case because we have uh, high competition. Even, um, for example, Brian Dean shares uh, information that he um, doesn't try to promote the keyword SEO because it's hard to uh, outrank Moss, uh, uh, Neil Patel, many other recognizable blogs. Uh, can you tell how to choose keywords for uh, software as a service? For example, if we type any keywords, uh, it might be related to the all stages of sales funnel, but it's not always the case. For example, uh, HRFs, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Team Solo shares that uh, they are looking for keywords in the high level of uh, sales funnel. Uh, do we need to uh, cover all stages and how to filter out, for example, some keywords that might be relevant but uh, not good or, or uh, don't sell a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, keywords still, like 15 years after doing SEO, keywords are still important. Uh, but there, there's so much more sophistication now with all the tools and everything that we've got in place that absolutely the volume is one of the metrics. You know, it's one of the metrics, like you say, and it's not the only one that there's so much more. So whenever we do the keyword research, uh, we look at uh, all sorts of things. You know? So this could be uh, all the keywords that we've taken and then breaking down into different stages of the funnel. You know, so, for example, uh, top, bottom and middle of the part of the funnel that could be, you know, so I'll, I'll give an example. If we look at you know, project management software, you know, for example, uh, as an example, there are so many of them that you would need to differentiate yourself somehow. You know? So, for example, for example, let's take a you know, project management for agencies. That is much more specific. That's much uh, more specific, sort of like search term, um, which uh, agencies will be looking for. So, if you are providing a project management software for agencies that's uh, going to be way less volume, uh, but it's still the high, much more higher intent. And in, in SaaS specifically, uh, intent is, in, is way more important because um, one, one client could bring on much more revenue uh, than a lot of people who are searching for typical sort of top of the funnel uh, keywords. And that's true. That's very true for like early stage, um, early stage, or even sometimes like a, a, a sec, sort of like more, more like uh, when when you have like a product fit, uh, you might be start looking at sort of like a broader type of keywords. So when you look at uh, when you look at your early stages, you should be probably looking at the bottom bottom stage of the of of the final type keywords. So all types of like alternatives, all types of use cases, all types of specific features uh, that the keywords represent. Mm, and that's where you would go first. When you actually starting to get better and then your, your product starts to get better, more users are using it. Then you go to the middle of the funnel type keywords and you start targeting a bit higher volume types. Uh, so that could be something like, you know, the... Uh, closer to the product management, but um, type keywords, if we stick with this example, but not yet the head term, 
which they had ten would be project management in this case. Uh, when you started to become like uh, like uh, like Asana or like ClickUp or like one of those big brands that are competing head to head in project management space in, in this example, then you could start targeting a, a higher volume keywords uh, where where the volume then becomes more important. You know? So you're trying to capture as much volume as possible for the entire category. And that's how I would typically approach it. So every every company should be looking at like at what stage they are and then applying the keywords at the different stages essentially. So it's um it's using the data from the tools that we've got available, but also looking at, at what stage we are in terms of the company that's itself, you know, and then how much how much resources or how much money we can actually invest in SEO as well. Because you can find like a good keyword. You are thinking, oh, this is a good keyword. You know, it's got low, low competition. You know, it's someone, it's people paying for it. So you got cost, cost per click. Uh, it's right. But then, uh, then you will need to actively spend, you know, resources and money to actually go and every position at it. So you also need to answer the question like, is it realistic that I'll actually going to hit these keywords? In a in a in a certain time that you still have you know money to invest you know so yeah. that's especially true in like early stages mm. especially I, I like it it's realistic in certain time you know because <laughs> because yeah. everything is possible but you know sometimes I get clients who ask me please can you help me promote the keyword weight loss uh, in the US uh, and I ask them please show your website they told me. Uh, you know, I'm going to launch this website on the next month, but I want to get this keyboard. Uh, how long do you need <laughs> to promote <laughs> weight loss? You know, it's hard to, to reply. Yeah, some people oh. don't get it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people don't get it yet. But luckily, I mean, luckily that um, the the level of sophistication that we've got um, in, in SaaS essentially is much higher. Uh, people who work, you know, who are there, they're typically coming in, from uh, from different types of you know businesses, but they already understand that it actually takes time. Most of the people, at least I know, uh, that have been working in the SaaS, they understand it actually takes time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the new type of entrepreneurs who might be coming in and you know they're trying to launch a business and then they hear about SEO. Oh, this is uh, you know this is the way to go, and they might be thinking like, oh yes, just turn it on. You know, and then. Uh-huh. And then yeah. the, the traffic floods, you know. But yes, we all know it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you talked about uh, intent. Uh, let's talk more about that because, um, uh, from my experience, I often uh, have this issue when clients uh, share their websites. Um, I check it out, and I can see that uh, users' intent are not related with existing content. And I can tell you need to create content that people are looking for, uh, even if you have uh, high quality content, valuable content, but it's not related to your keywords. <laughs> it's better to consider it. Can you tell more how to learn user intent, how to understand that our content is related, um, and uh, how to 
organize creating this content because uh, for example um, uh, webmasters can hire some copywriters who don't understand the topic they just write text for the sake of having it you know submit this text they can't get results because uh, uh, I think uh, um, 10 years ago when we started our SEO journey uh, it worked well you know yeah we we had a team of copywriters we just hired them and tell please write a thousand words for this topic uh, two thousand words for this topic and yeah we got ranking but today it's not the case uh, google uh, is looking for experts yeah because people are wanna get the opinions from experts can you tell more about users intent and uh creating content that are related with user intent mm-hmm yeah yeah good question good question and then very timely as well because in 2022 i think user intent will be even more important uh, essentially google have one uh, big problem uh, as with seo people and then everybody else is create and then what we do and then what we've been doing in the past years uh, is that we've created a lot of sameness a lot of like exactly same content you know, so if you go and Google something, you will see that the top 10 uh, is pretty much the same. You know, so results in the top 10 are almost like identical to each other. You know, they are, um, you you wouldn't, some, sometimes you would know uh, as, as an SEO person that uh, a lot of the top have been using the same tools to write those, uh, to write those articles. Um, especially for like a higher volume keywords, a lot of articles are starting with uh, with the broader set of keywords suggested by the tools. Like we've got tools like Surfer, we've got the tools like Phrase, uh, we've got uh, all sorts of tools that t- suggest us what to write, uh, and then all the copywriters, all the SEO people have been using those tools, and then uh, with the pillar pages. They're trying to build up everything inside those pages. So now it becomes harder and harder to differentiate, you know, at the, at the top. Uh, what, what are the, like, yeah, it's a lot of sameness. It's a lot of sameness in, in, the, in the top. And if you look at listicles, if you look at any articles uh, from pretty much like all sorts of categories, you will see the same and same and same. So user intent in, in in here, you know, when 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 people are searching it, it's probably the same. But then you want to stand out. You want to stand out essentially in in the search results. So doing that is hard. Doing that is you know takes time. But then let's take let's take some examples. Um, so if you're searching for um, I don't know. Like, let's stay. Let's stick with project management as a as a as an example. And if somebody's searching for a trail alternative. You know, I was searching for trail alternative, and because I wanted to go away from trailer and started using something more advanced. And then you search for it, and the as a user, you want to find an alternatives. But then, what you will see is bunch of the same stuff. Um, if you if you actually understand that the user is looking for the real alternatives and maybe somebody who've tried those the, those tools uh, and then have given like opinion on have given like something more about it 
and tell the tools that actually, okay, I've tried this uh, 10 uh, trail alternatives and then here's the best one. You know, so the user intent is all about understanding like what the user have in mind for the specific keyword and then going extra mile to create the content that's answering this question, essentially. You know, it's not about uh, just copy pasting whatever everybody else has done. It's just understanding the user intent at the specific level, you know, essentially. So yeah. in, in this case, in this case, we've got trail alternative as an example. Yeah, got it. Okay, uh, you mentioned about uh, learning user intent and we have the same content. But how to stand out from the rest? How to create something new, unique, valuable, and uh, considering user intent? Because people want to get the stuff, but it's uh, probably similar, boring. And uh, yeah, uh, the main question, how to stand out from the rest, considering this intent? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so they could be based on opinion. You know, everybody's have different opinions. So you can stand out based on that. It could be based on data, you know. So it could be you could have researched hundreds of tools, for example, and then for that could be one way of standing out. I think Brian Dean is pretty good at this uh, because he combined like different sources of data, and then then he can say we spent X amount of time researching this topic, and then that's the way to stand out for him. Um, so you can combine data, you can combine like uh, different, you could also go go also in different types of formats, you know, so if some, if people are searching for, if people are searching and they're mostly getting articles, you could be standing out by giving them different types of formats, you know, so like podcast, audio, vid video type content like this actually is becoming more and more uh, important these days so whenever everybody is landing on an article and then seeing exactly that uh, the video or audio content um, they might be more interested in exploring that because for example they don't necessarily have time to read it you know so that's that's how you stand out there's there's number of ways to stand out and and these could be just a starting points you know um, always Always also, it's a good idea to learn from the users. So if you have your, if you have your ways of feeding information from your sales team, from your customers uh, service team, uh, from your charts, you know, from your chatbots, feeding into the content, that's uh, more real. That's more like, you know, closer to what people are searching for. Uh, the other way to sort of like stand out um, in terms of content is probably like look at, you know, places where they hang out. So let's say you've, you're targeting group of, um, you know, like some sort of group that you're targeting. You go to like the forum, they hang out and then see what type of lingo they're using. Uh, there will be a specific... A specific lingo, specific sort of like words they're using, and then using that in your content will make it different, and it will make it more closer to the user, and then how they how they say it, how they pronounce it. Uh, that's especially true when you have more like generic copywriters who would just use the tools 
and then create like generic type of content without knowing the without knowing that the subject. And we try to work, for example, with the uh, the specialist copywriters who are um, dedicated on the subject. Most likely, it's the the clients who are searching for the copywriters who actually have their own copywriters because they actually get the the topic. You know, so if we work with the chatbot uh, company, then there is a chatbot uh, expert who is talking about that uh, subject um, and giving specific examples on that topic. We wouldn't necessarily work with like generic copywriter to talk about chatbots because he or she wouldn't know at all what the subject is about. So it's also the case of working with the specific and then expert level people on the to creating the topic you know uh, oftentimes there uh, what i've seen is that when you when you're trying to create a content for professionals um and then you've got like generic copywriters they'll like dump dump it down so it will it would not be targeting the same level so um we are both as, as your professionals essentially uh, when you search for something, you want to see the advanced articles. You don't want to see like, you know, basic one-on-one uh, type advice because you've been in SEO for like a number of years. The same is true for everybody else is who you try. Let's say you're targeting CEOs or CTOs uh, at the given role. They want to see advanced content. So if they present with like shitty low-value content written by like the generalist, who doesn't know the subject, they will immediately bounce. And that's quite easy to, to spot for them because they know the subject. So, so yeah, that's the way to differentiate probably in these days. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, in my team, I have editors. I, I, I don't have copywriters. Yeah. Uh, and, for example, I remember when we cooperated with, with one client and he... Uh, has some specific equipment, uh, very hard to understand. Uh, and um, uh, he wrote text. Nobody understood this text. Uh, but editors uh, could uh, convert this text to simplify and, uh, yeah, for understandable format. Uh, and this website uh, started to rank. <laughs> for example, if you want to cooperate with experts, it's better to hire uh, editors who can uh, simplify text. If editors don't understand the text, it's better to rewrite it. <laughs> to ask, please simplify. Uh, yeah. And yeah, today it's important um, to uh, submit text that uh, teenagers can understand. Uh, 12, 14 years old people can understand. Yeah, because... Yes, absolutely. I mean... Panic. Sometimes it makes sense, like in different niches, it makes sense, you know, because like the tools will suggest you, the tools will suggest you that the text needs to be easy to read. And then you've got like a bunch of tools that will, 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 try, will test it for the readability, essentially how easy it is to read and stuff. Um, but then the advanced, the advanced language um is consumed by advanced audience so it really depends on the users and that's the really the the heart of the user intent because if you're writing for teenagers the text should be for teenagers it's fine you know that's exactly the the intent you know if they uh of of the content and that's why 
it's so it's so important these days to be thinking about it uh, because we trying we going to the extra level on of sophistication in terms of Google understanding of intent and they uh, they absolutely know if um, if the content is written by an expert or if the content is written by you know some generalist who will just create like top five list uh, combined from the different places and just spit it out you know so uh, that's absolutely easy to to spot because you can see you can get like citations most likely that the higher uh, the more advanced content will, will likely get more citations the social signals and then also like that some of them will get backlinks so that's easy to spot and then with the amount of content is being created is uh, user intent will become even more important uh, in 2022 and they putting a, a specific algo all the time in place and you can see that uh, with the passage ranking you can see that with all sorts of changes they're making uh, in in google algo that the user intent will be even become even more important so it's super important to get it right at the keyword level and then uh, once you get your keyword research and then your intent um, sometimes in SaaS it's good to look at the framework called job to be done essentially so you've got like a specific feature um, and there's a specific jobs to be done uh, by the person who's looking for for that feature so when you've got like um, you can associate keywords with the features and that way uh, the person who's searching for uh, a specific a specific thing it will be attracted to your feature so they feel like they've got job to be done you know and, and that way you you can actually get closer to matching the user intent uh, and that that way it's it's you've got much higher chances to actually you know, reaching that intent and then when you do that uh, your pages and um, your pages could be uh, if you have like higher intent uh, for for that specific page you can overrank quite easily the ones which are more generic i've seen this time and time again where the higher intent pages could simply overrank the other generic ones uh, because it's presenting what the users are searching for you know? so it's google's best interest to give them what they're searching for you know, so, so yeah, it's, it's makes, makes all the sense. You know, you, you remind me, uh, one thing I, I found on LinkedIn on one post, uh, for example, if you are looking for a doctor and in the first, uh, positions, you can't see the best doctors, you can see the best SEOs <laughs> from all this content. <laughs> true, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, in reality, of course, uh, SEO plays a huge role <laughs> to promote and but uh, user, exp user experience and uh, expertise. By the way, let's talk more about uh, submitting keywords uh, because we, we share a lot about keywords, how to submit them on, uh, in content. For example, uh, Bing um, shares information that uh, keywords uh, or keyword search uh, will be obsolete uh, in 2021. Today we have 2022, even more. Uh, but John Mueller replied to this that uh, we always have the room for keywords. 
can you tell how to uh, submit keywords uh, because we have some such information about destiny uh cannibalization uh, and many other stuff uh, and how to find this balance for example mm-hmm. to submit uh, some percent of keyword ratio or uh and don't mess with other content for example to create similar content and don't compete yeah. with yourself yeah yeah that's a good question that's a good question um keyword won't be obsolete you know in my in my view it's like saying like seo is that you know it's a pretty much whenever uh, we do think about seo we think about keywords you know that's what the first thing that people search for well that's the the prime thing that people are doing on google they're searching for information they're searching for keywords uh, so how we could have seo without keywords well, yeah, there won't be, uh, you know, the you know, potentially in the future, which maybe I don't even, it's hard for me to envisage. Maybe we'll have this situation where people just think magically about the topic and they will magically appear. And... You know, I, sorry for interruption, I can tell you, even uh, if Google understands the content without keywords, uh, even if Google will provide the best job with that, we, we need keywords just for finding uh, topics, for uh, creating yeah. our content plan. Even yeah. if you don't submit this keyword to your content, we need it because how to yeah. know what to create without keywords. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, talking about like application of it, so you talking about like sub- submitting, so using it at the, at the content level, essentially. So that's always your question. Um, so... The best way probably to think about it is like uh, topic clusters. Uh, essentially, that's how I starting to think about it. Mm, at least these days, you know, you've got a certain topics that you want to answer, and they're they forming a cluster uh, which you can use um, at the certain sort of like pages. Of course, you don't want to like just use one keyword per page, you know. So uh, the best way is probably like cluster it to like put it together into into groups and that's uh, how applicable there is then the specifics in terms of like using it a certain percentage of um, stuff probably that doesn't necessarily matter anymore that much to be honest at least that's what i've seen there are so many other uh, ranking factors that comes in place that uh, the specific usage of keywords like we used to have like even the titles, like last year, we 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 found out that Google is testing the titles, you know, writing the titles for us, you know. So that, you know, we used to we used to think, oh, we need to keyword in titles. But then, if Google started writing titles for us, like, you know, that then we need to start be thinking about potentially more like the topics, with the groups of pages that we have on our site, and how they answering different and different topics that we you know there that we want to sort of like cover uh, but at the same time it's 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 hard because like um you would you don't necessarily want to be creating competing pages and and then it's sometimes like it's a hard balance uh seeing like the, the different types of pages how they how they perform over time and um, so there's different types of things you should be doing uh with that so uh, if you have your or your content already you should be performing content audits 
uh, all sorts of like page analysis to understand like if your content is already uh, ranking well and then performing well. If not, maybe you should be bringing on uh, some content refreshments to 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 actually create or refresh the existing content so there there's that's the hard part of you know having the topic clusters and then maintaining it and at the competitive level so it can run you know so that's where that's where the hard part comes in essentially uh, because you could create like pages uh, which are you know fully optimized you know have your exact you know number of keywords you've got all your um, semantics you've got all your you know, all sorts of like variations of your keywords but then it needs to play well with other types of content on your site and then of course it needs to compete with the the pages at the top of the search results so that's the that's the that's the tricky balance that we have and I suppose that's one of the reasons why the SEO is becoming harder and harder every day, and because we've got higher level of sophistications like this, you know, playing in. Can you tell more about grouping a list of keywords? For example, if you search, I don't know, let's take any topic for I don't know, uh, software as a service. Yeah, if I uh, submit this keyword to Semrush, Ahrefs, I can get a list of keywords. How to group them? Uh, because I think it takes time, you know, to find clusters uh, and subgroup them because uh, we can't use uh, each keyword uh, for different group. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, have, we need to combine them with yeah. users in turn. Can you tell more about that, how to group them? And by the way, I want to share with you my tool uh, that helps to group a list of keywords. Uh, uh, usually uh, this tool helps to group uh, 40,000 keywords uh, for a f- few seconds. Now just mm-hmm. submit to this tool. Yeah, it's interesting to uh, to know your opinion about this tool, to get your nice. feedback <laughs> because, yeah, uh, um, I'll provide for you uh, uh, free access to this tool. Yeah, and if you share me <laughs> your opinion about that. Nice, nice. Yeah, of course, like happy to look into it, you know, and mm-hmm. then provide. And typically what we use... Um, well, at, at least what I'm personally using is mm, combination of Ahrefs and then Phrase, Phrase.io. Uh, Phrase.io is really good in terms of understanding uh, the topic clusters and especially like how it relates to uh, what's at the top of the search results. Um, so it's similar to it's similar to Surfer. It's similar to all sorts of um, different different tools that you could that you can use. Mm, which came recently into in, into SEO arsenal. Uh, so like uh, after Surfer, there was like a bunch of other tools that come up, uh, which are rely- which could definitely help you build those groups, build those clusters, uh, because they um, they you are scanning the top twenty, and if you put one keyword in, they'll scrap the top twenty. And it will give you the topic clusters already, which are associated with the top 20 of that search results. So that's how good those tools are becoming in terms of understanding. So it's the using artificial intelligence to understand what's happening in the top 20 and in grouping those topic clusters. Uh, previously, we had to do it manually, of course. Um, and then you would need to go into the keyword research tools. Um, 
go like one by one and then define the topics. So that was more or less the more or less the you know the um, the, the work that we've been doing. But then uh, recently we've been uh, we've been using much more phrase um, in in helping us understanding the topic clusters and then how they relate to specific pages. So yeah. that's how that's how we grouping. Um, it's it's more I would say it's more sophisticated because it's analyzing the top twenty and then picking up the tops from there. But then uh, there is a, there is an important uh, caveat to this. We cannot be creating another sameness. So everybody is using the tools like the the server and then then the phrase and all market muse and a whole bunch of tools that are create content. So what's end up happening is that everybody's looking at a top 20 or, 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 or larger results and creating same articles because the tools are giving them the same suggestions. So yeah. that's why it's good to use those tools as a base and then apply all the uh, content differentiations, all different uh, things that we've talked about earlier. Um, so it's having those topic clusters is one thing, but then also like applying differentiation to those articles that mm-hmm. sort of which makes a difference yeah valuable uh, can you share these tools uh, i'll submit in the description below uh yeah, yeah of course listening to this podcast yeah you can find them uh by the way uh, i found that uh it doesn't uh, you know uh if you use tools it's better to check out manually everything you know because uh, yeah, yeah. data is uh, inaccurate in in many times uh yeah. even if you use my tool, uh, it's better check out manually and think. Uh, um, for example, uh, I it, it tools only help to save time. Uh, for example, if I put with my tool forty thousand keywords uh, for a few seconds, I check out manually and think. Okay, can I fix something? Can I uh, group uh, uh, some subgroups and something like this? And we have additional features on my tool. Um, uh, um, it, it's not the same that you mentioned uh, about these tools. They check out the top uh, 20 results. But in my tool, uh, we analyze uh, keywords, uh, the same words, uh, and we group them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, in my case, uh, I usually get uh, around uh, 90% uh, accuracy. But of course, it's better to check mm-hmm. out manually. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for your feedback about this tool, and uh, I'll, I'll check a look. But I think you're right. I think you're right. The tools are helping us uh, with the speed, with the automation of yeah. the certain things. But we, at the end of the day, we as SEO professionals, we as humans, we need to use those tools well. We cannot just be 100% relying on the tools. Uh, that's where the expertise comes in. That's where you're the human element comes in because uh, the the tools and automation robots cannot just replace us and we still are the ones even if the most sophistication that's happening now when for example in the content writing more and more tools are uh, are popping up which could write content for you and literally you can just put like an art uh, like a, a sentence and it will just start spilling out like words for you uh-huh. We as humans can sometimes use that, but then it it still will need us to yeah. to apply the context, to apply the uh, all sorts of things that uh, the machines don't understand it yet. Uh, at the same time, the artificial intelligence uh, 
development is becoming way more sophisticated than we think. You know, mm-hmm. we think uh, about like artificial intelligence like as as dumb robots. They will just be, you know, they just helping us with the automation. But what's really happening is they understand a lot more than we know um, in the different scenarios. And they uh, are way faster in understanding of our behavior. Um, so, so essentially, the tools that um, are using AI and then machine learning are, are going to be uh, the tools of the future or at the, yeah. the future of is now, pretty much. You know. Agree, agree. Yeah, it's it's the future, not the present. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably in five, ten years, we will have podcast about with two robots. <laughs> they can discuss. <laughs> because, you can imagine, yes. You yeah, can imagine. Today we have some articles written by robots in many uh, recognizable blogs, mm-hmm. websites. But when uh, I write uh, my uh, articles, uh, I use Grammarly, I use Hemingway, but I don't rely a lot. Uh, I often see something that uh, it's not accurate. Uh, and of course, uh, tools are still tools. It's better to edit manually. Uh, they provide some insights. They help uh, to fix uh, many stuff, but not everything. Yeah, it's better to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think... Yeah, mm-hmm. we as humans okay. are better understanding the context, essentially. You know, yeah. the context of things. That's why the tools cannot do it anymore. Okay. Anyways, uh, your question. Share your predictions for uh, 2022. What will work, what won't, uh, and uh, your uh, suggestions where uh, websites, webmasters need to pay more attention to uh, to rank their content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good question. Uh, so we're recording this in January 2022. So <laughs> um, happy new year to anybody who's watching this. Uh, not sure when this will air, but definitely the the SEO is changing. You know, um, it's changing at the fast rate as usual. You know, every single year we have something new, and and these are just predictions or the trends that I'm seeing essentially. Um, the things I'm saying is essentially Google is already um, thinking about new uh, algo changes, more sophisticated than BERT. And we we had BERT before, uh, and now they they have this new algo uh, called uh, MUM or something like that. They're working on the new level of uh, sophistication in terms of understanding uh, our our intent. So intent uh, is uh, is the big thing that I've uh, I'm saying will be um, a trend. We've talked about this uh, uh, at length in in this podcast. Um, so I I do believe that's going to be the huge part of 2022, um, especially knowing that they're putting more uh, more more sort of algorithmic changes in place in uh, for that. And then especially knowing that they've actually put in place the passage ranking and, and the passage ranking in before. So more likely that will be a growing trend where they could just rank a specific portion of your page um, the most relevant to what the people are searching for. So mm-hmm. these two trends combined makes it the user intent even more important, you know. Um, and then when I've seen like the latest um, search engine journal, 
they put like a study of 40 plus, you know, SEO experts. The number one thing that people said they're going to be in uh, the, the new trend is the intent. That okay. was the number one thing most people said uh, out of those people. So uh, I'm probably not alone in saying that, um, which is uh, which is good because you know, we can actually work on that. Uh, and then define it for the clients, define it for for the success of, of what we do, uh, which is true, especially in SaaS SEO. Mm, but it's true also in different types of uh, types of SEO. So that's that's going to be more and more important in 2022. You know? So okay. that's one thing. The other thing I've seen is we might see more like uh, core web vitals taking shape. Uh, last year, it was more like a subtle, you know, we, there wasn't much sort of like correlation between like what, uh, if you still have like a, you know, crappy sites and you have lots of errors on the core web vitals, you didn't see much difference in terms of lower performance, but then we might start to see a lower performance for the sites which are not necessarily um, optimize their wealth in terms of core web vitals. So this could be another thing that um, might be coming in place in 2022 as more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Okay. Uh, tell how people can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I suppose you can just find me uh, on LinkedIn. You know, that's the best place to worry where you can find me that's how we actually interact that you know yeah. and that's how that's how people can find me just you know Martin Chorosky and then you can you know, just google me and then you you'll find it you know if if you if that's the if you want to reach out happy to chat happy to help you with any any anything SaaS as you're related mm, and then yeah happy to connect with uh, any anyone uh, in your audience to help out, you know, to help out with um, any of the topics we discussed or, you know. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot for your time. It's valuable. Uh, I've learned a little bit, you know, because <laughs> I like to learn uh, <laughs> new opinions, new thoughts and to consider in my strategies. Yeah. Thanks for your time. It's valuable. Uh, thanks guys for listening and watching us. You can find all links to Marcian in the description below. Uh, all uh, tools that we discuss on this podcast uh, find uh, on the description as well. Thanks a lot for your time and uh, see you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.